The Yankees just gutted out a 7-6 win over the Mets, and man, do we have a lot to talk about. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, <laughs> that was quite a game. Yeah, that was one heck of a f- opening game of a series uh two game set of course yankees come out on top hey we're going to preview game two a little bit later on in the show of course there were some interesting comments that came out before the game from the upper management in new york about anthony volpe we got to talk about that and try and uh, dissect it and digest it a little bit that's coming up later on in the show of course stacy what a game what a what a come from behind battle back and forth battle of new york uh, yeah. Yankees obviously came out on top seven to six. We're going to get into this here in a second, but just your overall takeaways from last night's win. There were so many crazy, like it just felt like three different games in one. It just was so, <laughs> it was so odd. You know, the Mets had everything going right for them, like, you know, themselves in the first few innings. Then the Yankees came back. And then, you know, the end part of the game was the kind of tense subway series oh my God, one hit can change this game type of game in the last few innings that we used to have to sit through like 20 years ago when the Subway Series was fresh. And uh, it was kind of exciting because I know I kind of poo-pooed the Subway Series heading into it, but those last couple of innings were pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, they were tense. They were tense for sure. We're going to get to that in a second, but first you got to start with some really awful starting pitching. I mean, just (laughs) terrible. From guys that... I mean, like, yes, this year, both these guys haven't pitched uh, that great. But, I mean, by overall standards, this was poor performance. Uh, Max Scherzer, awful. Looked awful. Three and a third, seven hits, six earned, just two strikeouts, gave up a pair of homers, including a massive bomb to Giancarlo Stanton. It was so funny. If you guys were watching the Yes broadcast you heard paul o'neill basically say stanton can hit a home run in any park and not even two seconds later he hit that bomb and you could hear him laughing because he's like see my scouting report was totally on with stanton stanton needed that um you know he hadn't hit a home run in a while since la and not that he's played that much because the yankees have been sitting him for a few games there so it's just nice to get on the board first and that was a good thing at first but again (laughs) this game was so strange that it was a good feeling for them to go ahead one nothing and then things kind of fell apart for Luis Severino yeah you kind of forgot about that Stanton homer after a while I mean that Mm -hmm. that was a mammoth shot and that's just it's crazy to think how much talent and strength he has and it's just such a shame that he's so hurt all the time like it's such a bummer not just for Yankees fans but just for baseball fans and just for fans of sports you know just like or, or just the person that gets the occasional sports tiktok like just i mean how how many home runs could i watch that guy um man i, I just wish you could put a whole season together where he's actually on the field mm-hmm. uh luis severino man he's got to figure something out 
Four and two thirds, seven hits, six runs, five of which earned three walks, four strikeouts. Uh, Booney decided to keep him in. A couple pitches too late. <laughs> it was another one of those. This is going to come back to bite him in the behind, and it did. Now, it wasn't completely a disaster. Yes, they tied the game, but that's all they'd score. So it worked out okay, and he was lucky that he had the corpse of Max Scherzer facing him. So, yes, it was a terrible performance, but he lucked out because his opposing pitcher was just uh, actually worse because he only lasted three and one-third. At least Severino made it into the fifth. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much longer the Yankees are going to go with this rotation right now. Again, I think a trade has to be coming in some way, shape, or form relatively soon. At least you got to imagine they're trying to figure something out. Yeah, again, our most reliable pitcher of late is Domingo Herman, just like we all predicted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. Again, we haven't gotten any news on Nestor recently, and uh, you know he was shut down for 10 days. That was, what, four days ago, five days ago, whatever it was. So, yeah, it's the state of the rotation is miles behind mm -hmm. where we thought it was going to be in February, right? Like, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, but one thing that stepped up massively in that Tuesday night win, Clay Holmes, my goodness, what a huge spot to come in and uh, replace Wandy in the eighth inning. Yeah. Yeah, that was that could have been a disaster. And um, with the first call that the ump didn't get and called it a ball, I thought to myself, this better not turn into anything bad. And I, I just was like, wow. Like I said, it felt like one of those old school subway series. Oh, my God, Yankees, Mets. It's really close. Anything can happen kind of a thing. And he just wow. What an outing from him. He's been unbelievable lately. He's allowed one run. In his last 19 innings with 24 strikeouts, just yeah, I mean, dominant. Clearly, Wandy was done. Yeah. <laughs> Good move by Boone to go to Holmes there a couple of weeks ago. We would have been going, what are you doing? Yeah. But uh, good feel for Boone there. That was the right call. And it came out huge. I mean, it almost didn't. It was two, three, <laughs> two counts with the bases loaded. His yeah. sinker was unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, you know, those aren't easy guys to get out either. So uh, kudos to him on that. And again, you know, it might not be the same as Subway Series in the past, but it's still kind of elevated compared to other series. And all eyes are on you because, you know, God forbid the Yankees lose to the Mets. It's not like when George Steinbrenner was alive, but it still has that feeling because, you know, there's kind of like bragging rights when the Subway Series is happening. And last year, the Mets won the two games at Citi Field. The Yankees won the two games in Yankee Stadium. So for the Yankees to take this one, pretty big. Yeah, massive, massive. And Clay Holmes is one of the main, main reasons that the Yankees even had a chance to win that game. It could have completely fallen apart in the eighth. And this would have been a very tonally different episode today. <laughs> yes. um, some massive hits, too. I mean, there were some big performances on Tuesday. Some, like, restore your faith in the franchise-type performances. Yeah. Rizzo snapping an 0 for 24. DJ goes deep. His first home run in the month of June, a two-run shot. Anthony Volpe with an RBI double. And just, like, the relief on Volpe's face. The, re <laughs> the smile at first by Rizzo. Like, I mean, these were not just big hits in the game, but just big hits for these guys right now. 
Yeah, because all you really need is one hit to get yourself going. That's why sometimes when guys are in really big slumps, you'll see them. I don't th think they do it as much now, but years ago, you'd see a guy try to bunt his way out of a slump just to get something going. And just to get that one hit, especially, um, you know, we spoke about how bad Rizzo has been since he hurt his neck. And for him to get that at least over with and snap that over. That was huge for him and for the Yankees. Um, and let's not forget the uh, catch that Jake Bowers made. I mean, it's going to get lost in everything, but I mean, yeah. that inning could have been way worse if he had missed that ball in right field. So kudos to him for getting to it, jumping in the air. That was, uh, he's making all these like incredible catches out there in the outfield. Yeah. For a guy that's not really known for his defense and against <laughs> kind of more primarily a first baseman. Yeah. Uh, at least definitely profiles more as a first baseman. I think uh, to go back to your, your former point of just like guys used used to have to, you know, throw the bunt down to try and get on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think what you said, the words lost in the shuffle. I think this gets lost in the shuffle, how relieving it feels. And this is going to sound insane to stand on first base. Sure. It is. It is such a like when you are going bad and things are awful and you can't buy a hit, nothing's falling and nothing's going your way. Just to be standing at first base, not having to jog back to the dugout, having that jog of shame is so huge for a guy's confidence. Because even if for a brief moment, if he goes up the next time up and strikes out or whatever, lazy fly ball, it just gets that monkey off the back. And it's it's massive. I, I think that definitely goes understated in the game where just you know we talk about analytics obviously on this show and a lot of that kind of makes the forefront of the conversation but just for a guy going out there playing the game it's huge and that's huge for anthony rizzo yeah oh and one last thing before we move on um michael king that ninth inning went by so fast that i <laughs> it was like i blinked and the game was over so good no. for him because he had a little bit of trouble uh recently but he snapped out of it against the mets so yeah, this was a this was quite a game. I don't know if I'm ready for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of snap, that does end up snapping a series losing streak uh, for the Yankees. Obviously, they could still split, uh, but we'll have the chance to sweep the doubleheader coming up on Wednesday night. That game will be, of course, on Sirius XM. You can always listen on Sirius XM to the Yankees broadcast all season long. Make sure to drop your questions down in the comments section for our fan mail Fridays. We mentioned uh, Anthony Volpe, Stacy. Coming up with a big RBI double, ended up getting a double with a little bit of luck later on in the game as well. Like the hustle from Volpe there, by the way. Uh, but there were some really interesting comments that came out before the game. And uh, it's kind of telling of what we've been suspecting over the last few weeks. We got to talk about it when we come back. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Steve's been using it this season, and he loves it. And if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time also has flash deals and last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and they even give you images of seat views so you know what you'll be seeing. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection game time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds two taps and you're set snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app 
create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day. To everydayers out there, we have a very special surprise coming up on Friday. I guess I'm just going to break the surprise now, Stace. (laughs) Number eight prospect in the system, Richard Fitz, is joining the show. We're going to have a great conversation about how his season is going, how his development has been. We're also going to get to know him a little bit, uh, talk a little bit off of the field and get to know Richard Fitz a little bit more. So make sure to hit subscribe. That way you do not miss that episode again. That's coming up on Friday, which, of course, is also our fan mail Friday. So a jam-packed episode to get you to the weekend. Hey, you're halfway there. Uh, Stacy, some uh, interesting comments, as we mentioned. Chris Kirshner and other reporter, uh, reporters saying this, this one coming from his Twitter account. Hal Steinbrenner told reporters that he had, quote, zero Uh, He's had zero conversations about sending Anthony Volpe down to AAA so he can rediscover his swing. Of course, that's not the only quote we can take here. Uh, Aaron Boone went on talking Yanks as well, and he was very adamant about, nope, we're not, nope, 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 not not even thinking about it, not even thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like aggressively so. Uh, Your reaction just uh, immediately thereafter. It's what we suspected it's what we've been saying as you said in the tease where we expected this kind of reaction from them because they basically said when they called him up that they wanted his development to happen here and i think part of it is they don't i feel like they don't want egg egg on their faces and they don't want to send him down because that will just you know make people think that it was the wrong decision to call him up as early as they did um but i found it interesting that there have been zero conversations about it because there have been so many conversations from fans and reporters about it that you would think that maybe (laughs) so Hal could be lying about that but I just found that interesting that they're just like no like as adamant as they are about it that's uh yeah I really feel like they just don't want egg on their faces yeah you mentioned that they could be lying about that how believable do you think those quotes are hmm if it feels like uh, they feel as believable as Aaron Boone's quotes about injuries, because he's never right about them either. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that judge quote about that. Uh, also in that conversation with Boone here yeah. uh, yesterday. So don't worry, hit the subscribe. That's coming up on Thursday's show as well. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if, come on, man. Zero conversations. No, no, they're lying. Maybe like full fledged, like, long conversations about it okay i could buy that right i could buy that but the thought has come up there's no way the thought hasn't come up come on yeah like i said everyone is talking about it there's no way that they didn't talk about it i mean he he could have worded it a different way where you know i don't know he didn't have to lie he's lying i mean no offense to here's 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 my hypothesis stace okay i think this was a strategic move by the yankees pr Mm. To show Volpe they trust him. Okay. And look, that's maybe not a bad thing. I mean, whatever. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it anyway, no matter what they said, right? Everyone was going to talk about what, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so I think it was more a, let's stay on the same page. Let's make sure we know that he knows and he knows that we know, like, this is it. And, and 
the word adamant keeps coming to, to the front of mind here going, they want to make sure that no ifs, ands, or buts, Volpe's there. Yeah. Right. Like that. I, I don't think there's anything he can do right now that would get him back in Scranton Wilkesbury. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, I mean, you brought up a good point where, um, you know, they're doing this to make him feel more secure. Cause I know he's hearing the rumblings too. He has to know he's, that feel it. You, feel and, it. you know, when yeah. you're not playing well, <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, you're not playing well, you know, that there are people talking about it and it's better for his psyche <laughs> for the yeah. Yankees to come out and say, no, we're not sending him down. And, you know, maybe the Yankees coming out and saying that helped him in a way in the game against the Mets because he looked a little different at the plate and he just seemed different at the plate. So, I mean, maybe yeah. that helped him. Of course, he picked up the hits. The double was huge down the line. Got a got a bounce in center. Hustle double to second. That's what Volpe does, right? Those hustles. Yeah. And then he just missed one uh, later in the game as well. Deep drive to left. So, um. I, I wanted to ask you this, Stacey. Do you think this is bad for Anthony Volpe that he is playing at this level, both at his level and at the major league level? Uh, that's twofold when I say level. But do, do you mm -hmm. think it's bad for him as a baseball player? This might toughen him up a little bit. <laughs> because as I keep saying, you know, the Yankees are 10 games over 500 right now. They're fine. I mean, I know everyone's complaining they're in third place, but they're fine for all the stuff that's happening to them. He's not playing so badly that he's the sole reason why they're losing. You know what I mean? Like he's not the one that they depend on in order to carry the offense. And he's not going out there and embarrassing himself because, you know, there are other guys on the team who aren't hitting it either. So I just feel like this might be okay for him. I feel like this might toughen him up. It might give him some character and, you know, he might look back on this later in his career and be like, that was the toughest time of my life. And then I got through it and here I am at my third all-star game. Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, look, I've said this a hundred times. I really like Anthony Volpe. Um, again, we watched, watched him last year. We've watched him all this season, obviously from a little bit further. Uh, but I, I like his makeup. I think he's a fine ball player. And, and I think he's going to be a, a, a decent to good major league baseball player. Yeah, I really do. And, but I think this goes to show again, confirming all our suspicions that the leash is longer on Volpe. We've said that a hundred times over. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't know why it's longer. Um, because Floreal didn't get that leash. Miguel and Duhar hasn't gotten, never got that leash. Um, Oswald Peraza clearly isn't getting that leash. And that that's where my gripe comes yeah. where I'm going, look, man, like I get it. You think Volpe's the future, yada, yada, yada. Cool. What about Oswald? What about Oswald? He is crushing it in triple A. He has more triple A time. He came up last. He's done everything you've asked. Mm -hmm. And because he didn't play well in spring training, he doesn't get the chance. It just doesn't seem super fair to me. Right. Um, and you know, they were talking about this too. Because that topic was brought up. What, what about Oswald? Um, but they're they're kind of chalking up to well, there's nowhere to play, and there's nowhere to do. you made room for Volpe. Yeah. You can't <laughs> you make can. room for Oswald. They can. I don't know what they're doing because I think the team would actually be better with the two of them on it in the field playing together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously, you know, you're stuck on a 40. Or I mean, well, process on the 40, but 
uh, you know, you're stuck at 26 and, you know, you don't know what you're going to do with, you know, if you, if you try to option Bowers, then he gets lost. He goes the waivers. And like, there's, I know there's other roster situations in, at play here. Yeah. All I'm saying is uh, if they wanted to make it a competition, I think the competition needed to be longer than one month, uh, a couple weeks after Christmas. Yeah. I agree with that. Let us know in the comment section. How you feeling about this? Uh, I know that our comments have kind of turned recently on Anthony Volpe. And look, he's still super young. That gets lost a lot too. Yeah. He's got a lot to learn. He's got yeah. a lot to learn. Everybody knew that going in. Um, but again, I mean, we've been saying it since day one. How long is that leash? Yeah. <laughs> right now, infinite, right? Mm -hmm. Infinite. Uh, so let us know how you're feeling about that. While you're in the co comment section, of course, drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. Catch the Subway Series finale tonight on Sirius XM. Coming up next, we're going to chat about that big pitching matchup to try and take that two-game sweep. Back here on Locked On Yankee Stace pitching a matchup for game two finale in Queens. Hey, Wednesday goes Cole Verlander. Let's start with Cole. Uh, June's been better. June's yeah. been better. May was abysmal, especially by Garrett Cole standards. Yeah. So June upswing. Here's the numbers. Two starts in 12 innings, 11 hits. That's not great. Three earned better. A homer. That's much better. Yeah. Because uh, at the May rate, it should have been like four. Right. Uh, <laughs> two hit batters, three walks and 11 strikeouts. That's facing the Dodgers on the road and Boston at home. Your thoughts on Cole recently? Better. He's better. I said that I wanted him in June to like, if he couldn't be as good as he was in April, just be better than you were in May. And so far that's what's happening. So let's hope he keeps trending in that direction. Yeah. I mean, if looking at potentially that final may start against San Diego, mm -hmm. hoping that's the low point that's rock yeah. bottom for Cole. Yeah. Cause he was terrible that night. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, again, it's trending in the right direction. That's always great. It's all about generating swings and misses for Garrett Cole. It's all about the fastball. Everything builds off of that fastball. And we'll see if he can he can do that against the Mets. Of course, Mets are are without some big boppers in the lineup. And obviously the offense save Tuesday night has not been firing. Yeah. So we'll see if he can kind of feast on that. I mean, I think a, a big a big outing for Cole could to prove massive and, and really get him going here. Definitely. Definitely. Especially again. I mean, I know people from outside of New York don't realize that how, like, I don't think it is, but the fans just blow this up so much. And if he could have a good outing against the Mets in City Field and help the Yankees sweep this because of, again, last year they lost both games at City Field, it would be huge for him and the team going into this because coming into the series, as you said, they'd lost a couple in a row. So um, it would be amazing if they could sweep this two games. Yeah. And of course, Cole's facing his former teammate, right? And by all accounts, former mentor, really. I mean, Verlander was the, the ace of that staff in Houston. Cole was right there behind him. Like this, this is a, I haven't looked. I don't think they faced each other, have they? I mean, they probably have when he was still in Houston. I'm trying to think. I th I'm trying to think if they lined up. Hmm. Possibly, possibly, possibly. Uh, My brain is. <laughs> Verlander is not the Verlander that Cole was a teammate of right no. now. Uh, last time out against Atlanta, got completely shelled. 
Uh, three innings, seven hits, five runs, four earned. He gave up a homer. He walked four. That's very unverlander-like. <laughs> uh, extremely unverlander-like. Uh, yeah. He pitched well against Toronto, his outing before that. But right now, ever since mid-May, Stacy, every other outing, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So he's coming off a of bad. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's the uh, – I, I remember I always liken this, the the old Andrew Heaney-ism, the every other start. Oh, yeah, Andrew Heaney. Oof, that Field of Dreams game. My God. <laughs> Andrew Heaney starting the Field of Dreams game just the way everybody drew it up. <laughs> Especially MLB when they put it together. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this yeah, is definitely what we wanted. Yeah, when they were the stadium, like, hmm, I wonder if Andrew Heaney's going to start this game. <laughs> uh, Heaney's pitching on Wednesday in Texas, by the way uh full circle verlander <laughs> cole stace will sparks fly in this one do you think it's gonna like ramp them up a little bit more hmm. maybe i don't know because tonight the um, tuesday was such a dud <laughs> it was like not that we were expecting scherzer and severino pitching to starting be... pitching wise yes pitching wise this is what that's what i meant it was such a dud that i'm kind of hoping that you know well, no, I'm not hoping that Verlander, you know, I, I don't want it to be a pitcher's duel. But if it turned into a pitcher's duel, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. I would just like the Yankees to score more than the Mets and win the game. But Oh, really? That's yeah. That's I mean, take. isn't that weird? Why would I want that? No. Um, I mean, I don't want to predict that this game is going to be better than Tuesday pitching-wise, but I feel like it's going to be. I mean, that's pretty low it's gotta bar. be i know that the, the, yeah. the mar the bar is like at the floor so you gotta yeah. be <laughs> coffee table level <laughs> yeah didn't even talk about the sticky stuff by the way drew smith <laughs> what a weird game what a weird game yankees at least came out on top of that one i i'm gonna say cole's gonna hit 99 first pitch Ooh, it was gonna be kind of yeah like fired up kind of a thing. yeah i think he's gonna fire himself up a little bit more so first yeah. pitch bottom one cole hits 99 that's my prediction for that one. Uh, drop your predictions for game two to the Yankees sweep this quick two gamer in Queens. You can drop your questions as well down there for fan mail Friday. And of course, coming up on Friday, you already know Richard Fitz, number eight prospect in the Yankee system is joining the show. Can't wait to catch up with him, see how his season go is going. And of course, learn a little bit more about one of the top right-handed arms in the Yankee system. You can catch the Subway Series finale tonight on Sirius XM like you always can. You guys are pretty know. That's going to do it for today's Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.